All right, testing, testing, one, two, one, two, testing. Leia, can you hear me? Can I get a thumbs up? Yeah? All right, hey, how come I can't hear you? Um, Leia, I think there's something wrong with your sound. Leia, whoa, whoa. Deep breaths, deep breaths. We have time, we'll figure it out. Leia, oh, wait. Hold, hold up, one second, one second. My sound was down. Lamont. I'm Lamont, and I teach self-regulation, Monday through Friday. And I'm Leia, your household over-emotional Pisces. And you're tuning into the, the Lamont and Leo podcast. <laughs> hey, you guys. So we're in the second part of March. And some of the national holidays that stood out to me was March 27th, World Theater Day. Hmm. March 30th, National Talk. Sorry. <clears throat> March 30th, National Take a Walk in the Park Day, and Doctor's Day, and Manatee Appreciation Day. Manatees are cute. Barra manatee. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then finally, March 31st, National Prom Day, Canyon Day, and Tater Day. So let's get those tots, y'all. All right, we're going to have tater tots on March 31st to celebrate. <laughs> tater tot party at my house. <laughs> all right so leah what are we talking about today today we're talking about dealing with your emotions and the importance of self-regulating that's right it's just a little you it's just you and i today leah so are you ready to jump in let's do it so what are hard emotions for some people to deal with all of them. <laughs> Some people can't do any of the emotions. How about you give me one, I'll give you one, and you give me one, I'll give you one. Okay. Um, frustration. Um, sadness. Uh, jealousy. Anger. Rejection. Loneliness. And I'm trying to think of myself self-criticism <laughs> and fear all right those are all difficult and even sometimes painful mm. mm -hmm. exactly so have you ever tried to shut down avoid or numb feelings before <laughs> do you mean college leia <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have th different mm -hmm. times, different stages in my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and what I usually noticed was it didn't really work well for me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It really doesn't. Like, like, there's so many people who are just like, you have to check in with your emotions, but like, they're right. <laughs> like when you don't and you just like box it all up and People always make jokes about like, oh, I just box everything up. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. Like it, sometimes it does kind of like get too much and then you, <laughs> which is not very healthy. Right, right. 
Um, I think it's okay maybe to take a break or shut down for a little bit, but when it's too long of a period, it becomes unhealthy and it throws us out of balance. True. Yeah. Exactly. So what is emotional numbing? Like if we had to define it or talk about it or explain it to someone, how would we explain that? I feel like it's when you disregard your like emotions for so long that you kind of just don't emotions anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're not expressing your emotions. You're not yeah. in tune with them. They just shut down. Um, you're detached for them and it can have a mental and um, emotional effect on us and maybe for some people even physical yeah yeah I know there were days in college where I just didn't leave my room <laughs> I was just like nah I'm not doing nothing today I'm just gonna stay in here yeah like it was probably hard to move um i know some people like it's hard to brush their teeth or take a shower or mm -hmm. get food right um other people it's hard to talk to other people um or connect with them yeah i know for the longest time like when patrick and i started dating because we started dating in college um i had a hard time talking like so like when i would have to talk with him like on an emotional level I had to text because I physically could not like words did not work they didn't happen I couldn't do it so I was like I know I need to tell him what I'm feeling for whatever reason it was so how do I do it I was like okay well I'll text because <laughs> it's got to get out but it can't come out the mouth <laughs> right right and I think in the past you've even advocated for using that as a coping skill mm -hmm. like and so I think that's a great way, like, especially like if you're a parent having a hard time talking with your teenager and stuff, let your teen text you, let them get it all out and mm -hmm. then have a conversation. Again, we're probably going to need a self-regulate parent who needs or desires to be in control. At least that was my, like, that's how, like, I felt the parent role was growing up. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about more ways of that. So what can cause emotional numbing? Um, what is it called? Like emotional immaturity? Like not understanding what your emotions are for you um, and not knowing like what causes different emotions. Like I'm trying to think of one. Like there's certain things that for the longest time I didn't realize made me upset. And I would just be like, mm, I don't like that thing or something. And then I realized like, no, it just annoys me and I don't like it. So I need to like either avoid it or not just handle it differently. No? Right, right. Absolutely. I think it's a kind of protection, right? Mm. I remember high school and early college, like my grandma making me hurting my feelings and making me upset and like how other people could do it and really didn't have an impact. But she always managed to get through to me and hurt me. So I try to put up these walls, these literal walls so she couldn't penetrate and hurt me even more. Um, so I do think it's a kind of um, form of protecting yourself from being hurt. And so you disconnect, you detach, you numb, or um, <clears throat> avoid. 
Um, I also think like uh, wanting to like shut down emotionally can also be like signs of other issues. Like uh, I can't think of it. Oh, depression. That's another one. That's a big yeah. one. Like that's the biggest one that people bring up all the time. It's just kind of like, oh, I noticed not doing this. Are you depressed? <laughs> yeah, like, and like, it's, I don't think we should be throwing depression like just around. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of kids are doing that nowadays. Like, I'm mm-hmm. depressed. I'm depressed. Like, well, are you deeply sad or are you depressed? Because they're, mm-hmm. they're two different things. They might feel similar, but they're two different things, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, so there might be a mental health related cause going on Mm -hmm. so depression is definitely one of those people who've uh experienced different types of abuse may not know how to self-regulate or express their emotions or anything yeah um and again that goes back to i think that protection right Yeah, yeah, yeah like if i shut down it's not going to hurt as much or they're not going to respond as much or they're going to respond a different way. It's not going to hurt as much mm-hmm. versus if I engage for showing emotion and they're going to continue doing this, they're going to continue and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe medication, right? Medication mm-hmm. can mess or unbalance our hormones mm-hmm. and cause us to feel certain things and then not feel certain things and stuff. So if that's happening, definitely please check in with your doctor. Let them know like what you're experiencing. And if they don't listen, get another doctor. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've had doctors who didn't take me seriously and then I switched and they took me a little more seriously. I'm still trying to find like my doctor, but you know what I mean? Like, one was much better than the other. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's talk about substance misuse, okay? So, again, like, we were just talking about hormones and the imbalancing of them. If you don't know what's in your substances that you're intaking in your body, that can also mess with your brain, right? It can um, disrupt the reward system. So, I'm not saying, like, Doing drugs is bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be careful, know what's in your um, substances, and make sure you're using them for the purpose that you're intending them to and that they're working. Mm -hmm. And they're not, and you find yourself detaching or um, increase paranoia or anxiety or um, numbing or not really feeling anything, probably stop using them, maybe talk to a doctor, and then find something else that might work for you. And then, like, also, when you, when you think of substance, you're thinking, like, drugs, right? You're thinking, like, what are drugs? <laughs> I'm trying to think of drugs. Um, <laughs> like, Marijuana, alcohol. cocaine, alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, there's a lot of things that we use daily that people don't realize affect your body in very similar ways. Like, caffeine like nicotine mm-hmm. like With drug sugar drug, drug. <laughs> exactly like they are a type of drug and they're just so like they're just so like normalized because they're not inherently dangerous but they can have also these effects on people and it's just kind of like I'm trying to think i know a lot of people who love sugar like they they love sugar and they don't 
they don't realize what it's doing to them. Cause like, I can see a huge difference versus when like, I will just say it's someone in my house. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but like when they first wake up, they're kind of down and they're just kind of like groggy. And then they have like their first thing of sugar in the morning, which could be like cereal or like even just like orange juice or maybe they decide to start the day with a Capri Sun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then they're like totally like on the opposite side, like, Mm -hmm. and you want them more in the middle where they can talk and engage versus being too like slow or sluggish or too hyped right and then when that oh. sugar gets processed then they start getting into issues where they get frustrated really easily and mad really easily there's like no i don't want to help you do this or no i don't want to participate in this and she's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well um a while like a, a few years ago um i did the no sugar no grains mm-hmm. and I was really happy about it and proud of it, but there was this detox period. And there was this one day where I was just extremely irritated. And it was probably because I was detoxing and not getting the sugar intake that I would normally have. Yeah. Just a little side note, sugar's not bad. It's excess amounts of sugar, you know? Cause your body still needs those sugars to convert and blah, 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 blah. That's not what this episode's about, Leia. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Not to demonize sugar, but yeah, watch how much you're eating. I'm totally back on grains and sugars. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, within, <laughs> I love it too much. Within reason. Um, and but I still try to limit. I still yeah. try to limit. And not... There's also nothing wrong with grains. You just have to be getting good grains. Yeah. We need like a whole the, episode about that. I like the unhealthy grains. Because <laughs> they make me like, they make me feel good. And they taste good. Girl, I'm going to come over and clean out your closets, your pantry. I'm cleaning it all out. <laughs> I do right, that at my right. house and everyone's upset. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's, let's get back on top. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so what happens when people attempt to shut down or um, numb? Like what is actually happening or what could happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest and most like obvious ones is your relationship starts to have issues and that's not just like romantic that's like friendships that's family relationships can also suffer a lot like I've seen those firsthand like with myself and with other people that I know personally I think that's like that's usually about when people start to realize like uh (laughs) uh-oh yeah so if your relationships are failing i think not far behind that is or it's already happened is a loss of interest in activities you used to enjoy like if you're talking from like a personal standpoint like if things just kind of just don't seem as like bright (laughs) like i don't really know how to explain that better than that but like sometimes you're just looking at life and you're just like wow things are tan you know (laughs) like things are beige if i had to give it a color like there's not it's just there i'm not really enjoying anything and like that doesn't necessarily mean like you're numbing your emotions but like even outside stimulus can do that too which can cause you to kind of like want to shut down a little bit like i know i had a really bleh job one time and i was just like you know i just go to work come home and i was just like 
what is there really to do or enjoy? And I was like, you know what? This is bad. <laughs> I must quit. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, just be aware. Like, absolutely mm-hmm. be aware, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another possible sign is isolating, right? I always tell my teens because my teens are like, I always get told, like, don't isolate, it's bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Isolation in of itself is not bad. Mm-hmm. We all need time to ourselves to recover, mm-hmm. to recuperate, or whatever. If we're isolating and the negative thoughts become intrusive and overwhelming, that's probably when we should seek other people's company in their house, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to be stuck in that negative thing that's just like a cycle going over mm-hmm. and over and over again, right? But if you're able to enjoy your company and be by yourself, that is completely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like so, everyone's gotta recharge, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you're isolating and it's not going well for you or you're not feeling connected or you're feeling too detached from your family, your friends, things you enjoyed, um, or whatever, that's when you want to start checking in, like, whoa, what's going on? What can I do to um, change this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... I realized we didn't really do what we do at the beginning of most of our episodes. We did define Lamont. Yes, we did. We um... we, did we did not define self-regulation. I think we're going to do that in a minute. <laughs> well, I think you're it. jumping the gun. <laughs> so let's define self-regulation. So that was the next question, actually. What do people mean by self-regulation? How would you define it? Wow. So Lamont, what is the definition of self-regulation? Um, it's the ability to manage your behaviors, your reactions, your feelings, and things that are happening around you. And again, it's manage, manage, meaning to work through or work with or um yeah yeah so um when i teach like self um, anger management or i'm doing um anxiety management it's not to say like we're not going to experience anxiety we're not going to experience anger but when we do how are we going to be aware enough to handle that and do we have the tool set to handle that so self-regulation is a tool set it is a manageable style right Mm -hmm. you are being exposed to different things and maybe you are calming yourself down because things in your body are going off um oftentimes when kids are experiencing anxiety or anger um adrenaline is being released um cortisol is being released so their body is literally your body is literally going through changes it's not Mm -hmm. acting normal or calm like Mm -hmm. it's getting you hyped up and so you literally have to take a moment to calm your body and so one way i feel like we're jumping ahead (laughs) but one way to do that is like pay attention to your body right Mm -hmm. um so if you're getting a heart fast your um your heart's fast um beating fast if your heart's beating fast if you're breathing faster or slower or more noticeable if you're getting sweat on top of your um 
spinning, your palms are sweaty, you're clenching your fists or your jaw, um, your shoulders are tense, you have butterflies in your stomach. Um, there's so many different signs, you know, headaches, stomach aches, um, whatever. Once you start paying attention to your body and being in tune with your body, you can be like, holy crap, something's going on here. What is that? Let me calm my body. Let me do what I need to do so I can manage the situation or work through the situation. Um, I think an important part of self-regulation is being able to identify your emotions like in general. Um, not to throw my brother under the bus, but he's not going to listen to this. Um, Adam, <laughs> that's something that we've been working on. Um, cause he does have a problem with self-regulation. Um, it's, I've been trying to tell him like, Hey, let's try and figure out why we're feeling this way first. And then we can go from there and see if maybe the way we're acting was right or not right or what we could do. And that, yeah. that seems to have been working. Like we really just started like last week. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Like at least you got started. I would take it a step further. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, if he is like, visibly like jumping out of his skin i would encourage him to find a way to calm his body like i guess since we're talking about adam last week at tutoring when he came over um um he was getting really frustrated like he was being really resistant not cooperative that's not usually him mm -hmm. um but we had missed a whole bunch too so i wasn't expecting it to go smooth sailing because mm -hmm. life has just been crazy for him us mm -hmm. and everybody <laughs> so like things are not normal we are out of routine so there's going to be an adjustment period yeah. but um one of the things i did was like hey adam let's do 15 jumping jacks you know like that would start his controlled breathing um, getting him moved, getting some of that energy out that was building up. Um, and then of course I would probably finish that up with like three deep breaths. We actually did do a lot of deep breathing last week where we do three sets of deep breathing. I was wondering why he did that. Oh, did he, was he doing it at home? He did it like once. Okay. Did he, he actually like, hold the breath though? I, I don't know. He was talking to himself. I overheard him. He was like upset, but he wasn't like in my space so like he was doing his own thing i know he i could hear him getting upset and he's like yeah, deep breath deep breath deep breath deep breath i was like <laughs> hey i figured hey, that was great. you <laughs> yeah no um I, there was one point where adam when he would get over here um because he's always he always wants to play video games like after mm -hmm. tutoring right um um, there was one point where, like, I told him, like, the computer's a distraction, like, and I would do one, strike one, strike two, strike three, turn around. We're going to take the distraction away. He started mm -hmm. turning it around on his own before he even got the strikes at mm -hmm. one point. Like, when yeah. he realized, like, hey, like, I'm focusing too much on this. Mm -hmm. I need to focus on this. So, like, I know he can. Um, It's so exciting to just see him grow and stuff. Um, But it takes time, right? And mm -hmm. you have to teach the kids stuff and we have to learn that stuff. And it's important that our kids or the kids that are around us see us practicing mm -hmm. it too. And like, I think one of the ways, I, not that I fail Adam or whatever, um, but I think because I'm so used to regulating myself that I don't talk about mm -hmm. like when I'm frustrated or when I'm upset or when I'm angry and I probably need to do that a little bit more. And so just like regulating myself and calming myself down. Yeah. That's a good so idea. like he could be like oh this happens mm -hmm. too yeah i guess that's a good idea like um 
what I kind of work with him on is like when I do see him getting frustrated and I can tell he's getting frustrated with not what is causing the frustration since so usually like me or something <laughs> versus like what's actually happening I'm like go take a breather think about it and come back and like okay so were you actually mad at me or were you mad because of xyz and he's like because of xyz I'm like okay that's cool so like what am I gonna do about it <laughs> um I probably should start saying that because I I mean I do that in my head you know I'm not just like okay well let me go take a breather just in my head I'm like, okay that's not why I'm mad <laughs> let's move on because this is why I'm mad and let's fix it um yeah so I do that all mentally pretty fast because I've been doing it for a while like, yeah, I think that I, modeling I think mm-hmm. that modeling piece can connect us more to our young people and um they can relate a little bit better and then they can start doing it for themselves yeah that's a good idea maybe I'll start talking out loud <laughs> yeah so yeah we defined it very long-windedly <laughs> yeah and i think we kind of touched on like the benefits but like if you could put the benefits of learning self-regulation into like a few sentences like concise sentences what would you say yeah i think it does play an important role in our relationships our well-being our overall successes in life people who can manage their emotions and control their behaviors are better able to manage stress deal with conflict and achieve their goals Right? Especially that it's last all, one. <laughs> yeah, it's all about slowing ourselves down, taking like what's coming in, processing it, and then responding to in a better way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or the most efficient way. Mm. True, 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 true. Okay. Um, I want to jump into like ways we can self-regulate or improve like and all that, but I think maybe we should take a break first. I agree. And then we'll come back and then we'll do that. All right. If you're going to take a break with us, we just want you to know, like, we want you to take a deep breath right now and do three of them. Breathe in through your nose. You hold it for like three, two to three seconds, and then you slowly let it go. Do three of those. Let us know how that goes in the comments, and we'll see you right after the break. All right, Lamont, today we're going to be tapping back into my favorite subreddit in the world. Mm. Um, Am I the asshole? Uh, I found this one that actually might lead to a good conversation related to today's topic. So let's see. It's a little long, so I'm sorry, but it's interesting. All right. So it is by the user Mark Gidak no idea how do you say that name i'm so sorry user markadak mark mar mar whatever um (laughs) am i the asshole for causing a scene at the gas station my sense of justice and not being able to swallow my pride led to being overly aggressive how would you handle the situation okay and it begins to explain the situation i need to state a few facts first There is a gas station around here, fully automated. Two fillers. There's only two fillers. I guess like two gas station pumps. Yeah. I I don't think they're from here. I think it's a different country. Two pumps on the left and two fillers on the, uh, two pumps on the right. Most cars have tank caps on the right side. So we go to the left lane. Who doesn't want to wait? 
usually drives to the right fillers and walks with the hose around the car. You know, when they have like a really, yeah, like yeah, at yeah. Costco, they take it around the other side of the car. Okay. So two guys in fancy suits drove in with a fancy BMW and waited behind me. Remember I said there were two fillers on each side. Cars had to stay behind each other. So I was in the ladder stall and the lady in front of me was filling up as well. She got out a bit early and was faster than me. So she left. Those guys in fancy BMWs, instead of waiting two minutes for me to finish filling up or going to the right fillers and do a trip with a fuel holes around the car, chose to drive around the line and back up into me. That is the filler the lady was using in front of me. I got into my car and wanted to drive away and they straight up parked there and turned the ignition off, getting ready to fill up. I used the horn, nothing. I got out of my car, pretty pissed already at this rude behavior. I still managed to hold my composure as the guy rolled down his window. I told him I finished tanking and I wanted to leave as he has no business driving into the stall from the front to which he replied he wouldn't be waiting. I told him he could use the right stall if he was in a hurry like everyone else does to which he replied he won't be walking around the car with the hose. I was so effing furious at this point. I straight up told him to drive away that this is not how it works around here. Guy accused me of being rude at that point. I effing lost it. It felt like public humiliation that I had to wait for him to finish filling up as I was already finished when he rolled up and blocked my way. Not to mention he was preventing lady from behind me in the line from filling up as well so that they could both leave at the same time. He stopped talking to me and rolled up his window I told quite loudly to myself, they were what you would translate from our language as piss ants. I don't understand that word. <clears throat> and walked over to the lady to ask her to move a bit back so I can back out as well and give her space. She looked at me weirdly, probably I was furious, loud, and my voice was shaking as I tried to ask her nicely to move back while pointing out it's because the buttheads blocking my way. I feel humili humiliated and powerless that I couldn't do anything to hurt them and not being, able, not being prosecuted or sued in the process. I feel justified without justice being served, but everyone looked at me as the bad guy. Interesting. <laughs> There's a lot going on there, right? Um, so, like... I guess I would want to follow up with the writer and be like, hey, like, did you really have somewhere to be? Or could you have just relaxed and been like, hey, you know what? They're in front of me. There's nothing I can do. I'm just going to let this go. That's that's one way of taking mm -hmm. it, right? But mm -hmm. it sounds like, like, something that stood out to me, something that stood out to me was them wanting to hurt the other people back. Right? I was, like, I was like, I don't think Whoa. they did it on purpose to hurt you. Like, yeah. So I, I, they did say they were from a different country. So I don't know, like usually the gas stations out here that have that kind of like setup usually have enough room in the middle section for another mm -hmm. car to pass. So like maybe in whatever country, cause it doesn't say what country they're from. So maybe it's just closer. And like, there really is only one way in one way out. Right. Um, but they did say like a lot of people don't use the other lane. That's how the person got in front of them in the first place. Um, I'm just wondering, like, maybe it would have been, like, nice for them to, like, go up and, like, hey, can you guys scoot a little bit forward so that I can move my car and get so out? Like, the car behind me get in? 
Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, didn't have to say, hey, you can't do that. Like, I don't know how they approached it when they first walked up because they didn't really say, but like, I think even if you nicely said, hey, that's not how we do it here, I would be like, excuse me, who are you? Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I think, I think that person probably did set the other person off on mm-hmm. um, the defense, right? Mm-hmm. And again, like, I get it. Like, they're breaking the norms. They're breaking the rules. Like, things work and flow better when people are following the rules and doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, you being upset or annoyed or irritated because people aren't following the rules is not bad in and of itself. I feel like that's normal. Yeah. Um, but then we have to talk about, like, how are we going to, like, handle this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... The things that we said, are we are we helping the situation or are we hurting the situation? Mm-hmm. Right? So, um... Oh, I just the, remembered they said they used their horn first. Yeah, that's And I think in most, in most countries, the horn is kind of just, like, a little rude. Mm-hmm. Like, I think in China, it's not. In China, it's, like, normal. But, like, it doesn't seem like they're from china because the gas stations work a little different but who knows maybe they are yeah (laughs) i i don't know um but yeah so that that's like someone using their horn at me that's gonna put me on the defense like whoa exactly who are you what are you doing i'm trying to fill up here i'm not really sure why it was important that was two guys in fancy suits with a fancy bmw i think i think this person was trying to spin the narrative that Mm -hmm these guys might have been entitled or yeah. have an entitled like yeah. upbringing or whatever. But like, let's look inward. Are we being entitled because things didn't go our way? And again, like I'm saying, it's okay to like have these feelings of like, whoa, they're breaking the rules or the norms or whatever. But at the same time, like I know for me, like if I couldn't move, it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. Like even if I was running late, I might be a little irritated. Like, oh man, I'm late whatever but i'm like there's nothing i can do and whoever's like there's gonna other things we could have done to move though like they said they went and talked to the car behind them like hey can you reverse a little bit so i can have room to reverse out or the car in front of them hey do you think you can pull up a little bit so i can have room to move my car out yeah just saying there was some other stuff to do there there's there's definitely other things that could have been done mm-hmm. um so i guess so... what do you think are, they the are you the asshole? Not necessarily. Um, again, it's hard. It is hard to calm down when we're revved up. So that's why, like, today we're talking about emotional regulation. It's important to calm your body so we can make good, clear, calm decisions. Because you might be thinking you're making good decisions by honking your horn, talking to the person, asking the other person to back up, but now you're already in an agitated state and not de-escalated, and so now they're like, whoa, why are you mad at me? Whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, right? So, are you the asshole? Not necessarily are you the asshole. Um, could the situation be handled differently to get a better outcome? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm gonna have to slightly disagree. they were the asshole (laughs) well it sounds like the other people were the asshole too so yeah i mean a bunch of assholes (laughs) (laughs) you all suck (laughs) um 
All right, quickly before we go, I just saw this um, comment on the thing that I thought was interesting, kind of like ties up what we were saying. Um, it is from the user Adrenaline Anxiety. Oh, <laughs> just talking about those things. Um, and they say, you're the asshole. You were publicly humi humiliated, powerless, and shaking with anger by having to wait a whole two minutes for this guy to fill up. How ridiculous. Anger management classes, my friend, and also probably therapy to deal with your hatred for people in fancy suits who own BMWs, as I doubt you would have responded like this if it was some little old grandma in a beat-up car, but that's your prejudice there. <laughs> yeah, so I think he brings in, or that person brings in, like, other possible factors that could have been going on. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was a prejudice there or a mm -hmm. bias there. Yeah. Um, and that impacted the way we behave. It's mm -hmm. all connected. It's all connected. Alrighty. Thank you for participating, Lamont. I will leave our vote in the comments of this thing, I guess. And uh, we can get back to our topic. All right. And we're back. So we're going to talk about if we're struggling with self-fertilization or just simple ways to improve our skills, what are things that we can do? right now so regulation regulation you said regulation. i probably said regulation i probably did <laughs> anyway oh. <laughs> but leia so yeah. i think earlier you were saying identify the emotion mm -hmm. name the emotion where is it coming from why is it coming be curious right mm -hmm. um i think we have three ways to respond to every situation right we can either approach avoid or attack right attack is obviously approaching but with more like vigor or aggression right <laughs> and then we're gonna be like if we're attacking are we helping or are we hurting the situation yeah. but if we approach the situation we want to make sure that we are calming ourselves down calming mm -hmm. our bodies calming our thoughts taking it all in um so like Alea said identify the emotion name the emotion mm -hmm. um and that takes practice like it it's does. not something that happens right away like i've only been really really doing that for like maybe the past year and a half two years because i noticed i was starting to get kind of like what i would call like ridiculous over stuff like i'd get really frustrated i'm like why am i so frustrated for this little thing and it wasn't really that little thing. It was other stuff that I was frustrated about. And this little thing was like the straw that broke the camel's back sort of situation. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so like, yeah, it's not easy. It's probably going to be hard to actually identify your emotions when you first like start out doing that. But um, it's good to good to learn about yourself and like pay attention to those things. Yeah. So I have a little example here that I have here in the notes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to read it. Okay, so um, say like this is you, right? And you're in the situation. Okay. That guy, Ian, that's the name in the example. Mm -hmm. That guy, Ian, in my study group makes me so mad. I get so jealous when I see that guy or girl with my ex. I feel afraid whenever I have to walk past those bullies. So these are all sentences of being aware of how you feel mm -hmm. when you have a negative emotion, right? Um, but like Leia was saying, it's not always easy to come up with a sentence or a thought of 
why are we experiencing this or mm-hmm. why are we feeling this way? Yeah. I like to actually add on to those examples. Go ahead. So your example says that guy Ian in my study group makes me so mad. Why? Why mm. are we mad at him? So like that guy Ian did he stole my topic idea. I'm upset that he did that. Is he over talking mm-hmm. everyone? Yeah. Or I get so jealous when I see that person with my ex because I still care for them. Or I think that they're a bad match. Um, I feel afraid when I have to walk past those bullies because it's been five years and they've been relentless. Like, I think just having a little more of like a because and a why factor, like it's a good start saying that person makes me angry or that I'm afraid of that person, but it's just kind of like, but why though? And that can help you kind of figure out how you're going to deal with it. Right. So I think Alea, to go um, to further go on with that. So um, back to that Ian thing, whenever we do a group project, Ian finds a way to take all the credit from the other people's work. Mm-hmm. That's a legit reason to be angry. Yeah. Man, right. Um, our teacher thinks he, he is the star of the team, even though he never makes his own ideas. So I'd be mad too. Yeah. <laughs> so when I see my ex flirting with other people, it reminds me that I still have feelings for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Right. Um, even though bullies, even though the bullies don't pick on me, I see that they, I see what they do to other people and it worries me, Mm. right? So know why you're feeling the way you do. So first identify it, like Leia was saying, and then unpack it further. Ask yourself why, get curious, unpack that, and then don't blame. So being able to explain your emotion isn't the same thing as blaming someone or something for the way you feel. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to you don't want to blame. You want to be able to um, recognize your ex probably isn't seeing someone new or um, someone new as a way to get back to you. That's probably not what's happening or going on. And the guy who takes credit for your work might not even know what he's doing. Well, then we need to have a conversation. I realize, like, hey, I'm upset with this person. Um, I don't like what they're doing. I've identified the problem. I've talked about why. Let me have a conversation. Be like, hey, like, do you realize you're doing this? And how can we prevent that from happening? And how can you maybe start getting credit to everyone who's contributed? Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the phrase of, like, don't blame. Because I feel like that's the first thing that people do like, I mean, I shouldn't say it. I think that's the first thing. No, that's definitely the first thing I did when I started doing this. I was like, okay, cool. I'm mad. I'm mad at this person. Why? Because they did this. They're bad. When in reality, it's probably a different situation. I mean, they might, you know, <laughs> it might actually be the other person's fault, but I'm really kind of like give the person the benefit of the doubt sort of person. <laughs> um Because, like, yeah, maybe it is, like, what is this one? Ian doesn't even realize that he's taking credit or whatever. Right. Um, Oh, man, there was something else I wanted to mention there um, about blaming others. Um, Man, 
Well, I'm just, I can't remember. Maybe if I remember it, I'll bring it up later, but I just want to say that. Or like, you can comment it during the week if it comes up. Yeah, you're responsible for your emotions and other people are responsible for their emotions. Um, like, did I tell the story on here? I did. I told the story, I think a few episodes ago about my friend who was posting about how he wanted to start working out and whatever. And he's an influencer, so he has, like, a lot of followers. And some of them are all just like, you can't do that because that triggers me. And I was just, you know, telling him, like, you know, you're not responsible for what they think and their triggers. You're responsible for doing what you want to do when you want to do it. And you want to work out, get healthy, then you do that. And they can manage themselves. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, again... Don't blame, don't judge, accept all emotions as natural and understandable. Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, it is a part of you, it's normal. Doesn't mean you have to act on it right away. Like Leia said, you are responsible for your emotions, but take it in. Don't judge yourself as good or bad or worthy or unworthy, right? I feel like a lot of people do this. Like, I'm a bad person for feeling this way or thinking this way. No, you're a normal person for feeling what you feel and thinking what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And what am I going to do with what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking? Am I going to act on it? And is it going to help the situation or is it going to hurt the situation? Mm -hmm. So keep, try to keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. So there's this thing called cognitive reprisal. I like cognitive reframing or, co or cog yeah, cognitive reframing. It's a little bit easier for me to remember because you can reframe or change your thoughts, mm -hmm. right? Um, I haven't heard about that. Would you say, Leia? I haven't heard about that before, so you're going to have to. Explain. Oh, cognitive reframing? Yeah. Yeah, so it's another strategy that can be used to improve self-regulation abilities. Mm. This strategy involves changing your thought pattern, specifically um, anything involved with reinterpreting the situation in order to change your emotional response to it, right? Mm. So this is like a mindful thing that you're doing. So an example is, imagine a friend did not return your call or text for several days. For me, this is not a problem, but for a lot of people in this generation, it is a problem, like, yeah. for even a few hours or minutes, mm -hmm. right? So imagine your friend didn't return your call or text for several days. Rather than thinking that um, this reflects something bad about yourself, such as my friend hates me, you might instead think, my friend must be really busy, mm -hmm. right? That and that's probably more true, right? Like, mm -hmm. they probably saw it or they left me unread or they didn't respond. Actually, Leia, can you, when someone says they left me unread, does that mean they haven't seen it? No, or they've I seen mean, it they, and they haven't they, responded? They saw it and they didn't respond. Okay. Yeah. All right. And like, some people get really mad about that. I'm just yeah. like, I guess for me, I'll get back depends. to you when I get back to you. For me, it kind of depends on the person and the situation. Like, if I'm asking them a super important question, or a very time sensitive one. Like if I'm in line at Starbucks and I text you, hey, you want Starbucks? I, Answer. yeah, like I, I get that. At the same time, I think for me, it would be like, hey, do you want Starbucks? I'm about to leave the line. This is your last chance. Like, okay, not today. Maybe we try to get another day. You know, yeah, like, it's not a big deal. When you walk in, you go, how come you didn't get me anything? 
hey, did you check your phone? You did you respond? Checked. You didn't. We got to do it another time. Like yeah. to me, that's not gonna shake me. Yeah. Like, but I guess like I, I like I guess how big <laughs> the attitude is could like impact me, mm -hmm. right? Like, especially if it's like a teenager, like, you didn't give me anything, you went and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, um, I, 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 get I get the cognitive reframing. Like, it kind of makes sense, but. It takes I'm a lot of mindfulness. I'm struggling to kind of think of a way to explain it in like layman's terms, you know? Like, because for me, if someone doesn't like text me back in your example, Sometimes I really do go there like, oh, my God, they hate me. They're mad at me. I did something. What am I going to do? It's really easy to, like, slip into that negative thought it process is. first. It so, is. And so if, if you're still slipping into that negative thought process, because, again, this is a process. Mm -hmm. It's not going to change overnight. But one of the things you can start implementing is what is the evidence for? Mm. Or what is the evidence against? Yeah. So if I think, whoa, they hate me. I can like probably slow down, maybe calm my body, like do some deep breathing, mental counting, other preferred coping skills on how to calm myself. And I can be like, whoa, like that that's like a harsh statement, right? And like, mm -hmm. what evidence do I have that my friend hates me? Mm. What evidence do I have against, against it? Oh, well, they say it late with me on the phone. They buy me food. Nothing they... has happened recently that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just being emotional yeah. and that's okay. <clears throat> like, I'm going to like get past this and move forward kind of. Mm -hmm. yeah. So again, like it, it's taking like, um, if you haven't watched the episode before this, which is um, self-compassion, it's taking that mm -hmm. self-compassion. Mm -hmm. It's um, not being harsh or judgmental of yourself. Or if you are recognizing that you are, and then taking time to reprogram and retrain those thoughts. So it comes more a little bit natural. And the more you do it, the more you participate, the more you practice, it's going to be more natural. So we're not going always into negative. We're switching over to like, no, this is another thing. Mm -hmm. Time, process, practice. Practice makes purpose. <laughs> Which we stole from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> We asked though. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that that makes more sense to me. I like that idea because I think that's what I I have done in the past when I'm like thinking the worst of a situation. I'm like, okay, but is it real? Did that actually happen? No. Okay, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know, like, if anyone else tells me to calm down, that doesn't usually help. Maybe if I tell myself to calm down. <laughs> Don't tell me to calm down. Yeah. I'll beat you up. <laughs> yeah. um, like, I'm thinking of that one scene, which I'm not going to pull up, but I think it would be totally fun to pull up. <laughs> but I'm thinking of that one scene um, from The Devil Wears Prada, where yeah. um, Anne Hathaway is... Um, interning at this like model agency and this other fancy like girl who breathes and lives fashion she's like i rarely tell this to other people but i forget what she says like something along the lines you gotta calm down <laughs> you gotta pull yourself together that like that aren't me you know yeah <laughs> but that's yeah. a good movie yeah if if you want to go see that clip just like look it up it's a great clip <laughs> maybe we'll link it i don't know well, I'll maybe think, i'll think about it <laughs> all right all right. Well, I think 
that brings us to the end of our topic. Is there anything you want to say about this topic before we go? Any final thoughts? Um, I can't remember what I was trying to talk about earlier. Man, that's unfortunate. But that's okay. Um, I will say that this is a process I've been dealing with, like I said, for like the last year and a half. It's not immediate. Um, and it takes a little bit, but it's worth it. <laughs> it is. It really is. Like you'll start seeing how it reflects in your life and your relationships and how you actually feel more competent about handling situations. Yeah. Like I think my siblings could agree that I was not the most like patient person growing up, nor was I the nicest. Um, but you know, I've noticed myself like approaching situations that previously would have made me just kind of like start losing it with people and just being able to go okay <laughs> we got this it's fine um we can like it like things feel like they're easier to handle if that makes sense that like, makes total sense to me it's not immediate like panic setting in and having you know fight or flight i'm just gonna fight <laughs> and that doesn't feel good always being like in that mm -hmm. emotional yeah. state you know? for me it doesn't feel good maybe for someone else it does <laughs> but like for me no yeah and it's it's a relief being able to kind of like get rid of the situation and not let, just let it like dwell for so long so it's just like this thing happened i assessed it we took care of it we're done no one's like maybe someone's unhappy for a little bit but for the most part the situation's done it's a relief we move on <laughs> so um yeah good luck uh if you guys have any questions or want some more resources i'm pretty sure the lot would be more than happy to reply in the comments um if you guys have any other ideas of topics that we could talk about um maybe semi-related or like even if we ever hit a topic like today where you like want to go more into something just let us know in the comments i'd be more than happy to put that on our schedule yeah um we're always looking for ways to connect and uh, connect with you guys um talk with you guys get you guys on if you guys want if you guys are brave enough to come on um you know so um let us know let us know what you're thinking what you want to talk about and stuff all right thanks for watching and listening and we'll see you next time all right. Bye. <laughs> so today on Life Lessons, we're talking about walking your own path. We all know that people like to judge other people. This peer pressure can make you stray from the path you started to carve for your future. Don't mind other people's aspirations. Don't ever let someone else's goals or dreams influence your vision of life actually i don't think i like that sentence because <laughs> um it's okay if we do let people's dreams influence our visions for our lives because maybe i want to be a better writer or maybe i want to be a better like and there's ways to do that and overcome that and like and like do that so i don't think that's not what i want to say don't mind other people's don't don't mind other people's aspirations. Make sure you're following your goals and your dreams. That people like to judge other people. This peer pressure can make 
you or us stray from the path that we started to create for our future. Don't mind other people's aspirations. Make sure you are following your goals, your dreams, and your vision of life. It's your path and you decide where it takes you and how long it takes you. You can see it through. And that is today's Life Lesson. This has been the Lamont and Leia podcast. Created by Lamont Damon and Leia Nakahiki. This episode topic was brought to light by yours truly, Lamont Damon. And this episode was edited by Leia Nakahiki. Let us know what you thought of our show or give us some topic suggestions by sending us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. You can also watch our show. We post every episode to both Facebook and YouTube. A link can be found in the show description. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and supporting. Which, by the way, if you click the link in our show description, you can send us some support. Money support. Thanks.